Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. God is the one who will lead us, and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet, from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Out of Day with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Hello and welcome to Zero Today. I'm your humble host, Dr. Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation, promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming, and enabling you, our listeners, to knowing and impacting the world around you. And as always, you're welcome to join us on this illuminating journey. Um, we are live on the Zero Network Facebook page. And we invite you to join us there if you uh, so delight to do so. Uh, we still got a few technical challenges that we have going on. Um, so just bear with us. It's a lot of stuff. I, my screen is flickering. And um, uh <laughs> This is all new, but we're 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 trying something different today, and um, we we're grateful that you're joining us. If you like to join in on the conversation, we're going to be talking about Lil Nas X, and if you want to get in on the conversation, you can call that number that you see there on the screen, three three seven. I mean three four seven two three seven five two three zero. You can call that number, and we'll get you on the screen or. You can leave a comment, leave a comment, not leave a comment, but you can leave a comment um, and we will try to get your comments on as well. But anyway, we thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you for thinking it out, Robert, to do so. Take a moment to like and share across all your social media platforms, uh, IG, YouTube, wherever. We appreciate it. Um, where are we? So, a uh, few things. Uh, this is my first first time doing this 
live um, with these with on this format. So I'm I'm excited, and you know we're just testing the waters to see exactly um, how and what we can get, and um, who else will be joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, those who are joining us, uh, I'm doing so much fidgeting. Let's see here. Just trying to make sure I got this going. And no, I don't. Let me try to share this one more again. Uh-oh. want to share it like that. Hmm. Got to be a way I could do this. Anyway, um, uh, let's see here. What was I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. It's proving that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, we're here. Uh, if you haven't done so, go visit my website, LorenzoTNeal.com. Uh, read some of the articles that I have written and um you can listen to archive of my radio show as well as the podcast, Be Your Differentiate Itself. You can order a copy of my books, and uh, you can support us. Also, you can support us on Patreon. We do have a Patreon page. Go there, patreon.com slash Lorenzo Neal, uh, Lorenzo T. Neal, rather, and uh, support us. Let's see here. So I'm still trying to get all of this together. And I'm learning. So y'all just bear with me. Just bear with me. Hold on here. Y'all just bear with me. Just bear with me. Mm. Anyway, let's get into this topic of the day. We're talking about Lil Nas X, and if you're familiar with him, you already know about what's happening, and you know the controversy that's happening around his newest release. This is terrible. This is terrible. I can't hear. I don't have any feedback and audio, anything like that. Uh, so I can't see. Let's try. All right, we're trying this, trying to get this right. Bear with us. I did a test run the other day, and it went well, so we're just trying to see how it goes.
All right. I had enough dead time, so let's get into this. Lil Nas X rose to fame about a couple of years ago with his song Old Town Road. And um, if you were like me, you heard it over and over and over. And it kind of, you know, it was one of those catchy songs, right? Kids love to sing it. Parents didn't mind their kids singing it. Uh, Controversy at that point was, was it country? Was it hip hop? And all of that stuff. And, you know, it was was a wonderful thing. I think it won a lot of awards, got a whole lot of recognition. Of course, brought recognition to Lil Nas X. And the recognition worked to a degree. It helped him come out as a uh, homosexual male, which some people were okay with. Some people were not okay with it. You know, it, it, for a lot of folk in the black community, is always a trying thing when you come out. It's always a trying thing when you come out because people don't want to, they don't want to know it. You know, they stay silent and, and, um, that's it. So don't let us know personal business kind of thing. Um, and so I think he was only, what, 19 years old? 18 or 19 years old when he released that song. And upon releasing that song, he got, you know, he garnered national attention. He, you know, it, he would be instant celebrity, right? Then he, he didn't, he did release a couple other singles or EPs, whatever they call them now. <laughs> and it didn't have as much success, but um, I think he was trying to challenge himself with this new release. And the new release that he uh, just released is called... Um, it's called uh what is it called Montero call me by your name now um i'm sure you've already seen at least parts of the video a lot of people have been talking about this i'm not the first one to talk about this so and uh i am not trying to knock what Lenaz X and his team have done. I actually saw the entire video on his uh, Vimeo page, Vimeo page, whatever. I saw it. And I did not really like the song, but then again, I'm not really into too much into modern hip-hop music. But I loved the visuals. I loved the creativity. And and I'm going to be... I I know the overtones. I know what they're saying about the overtones. Satanic, Illuminati all that other stuff, and I did not like the erotic eroticism that was presented in the um, in, in the video, uh, you know, that, but hey, the concept in and of itself, you got to give him and his team credit for it. It is very, very creative. I mean, just to see him in the different forms, you know he's he's playing different characters in the video. He's dressed differently, and um, aside from the lap <laughs> the lap dance on the Satan character, uh, the the pole pole 
dancing down to. Uh, aside from that, I think it was a pretty good video concept. It took me back to the concepts back in the early, you know, days of music videos. And, and of course, the controversy that comes with anything that is seemingly satanic, you know, he uses symbols. And for those of us who, who are familiar with some of the symbols that he used in the Baphomet symbol, a couple other symbols, um, we understand symbols carry a lot of uh, a lot of influence. But to the average person, they they didn't read they didn't read into the symbols. They they probably read into the controversy over the the um, conspiracy surrounding the symbols instead of trying to really understand the symbology that was presented in that actual video. You know, as for Christians, we forget uh, how how much symbolism is a part of our religious uh, worship experience. We we forget it so so much because um, we've been conditioned to think that only only the cross is a, a symbol. That's it. And because only the cross is a symbol, that's the only thing that we can recognize. And, but scripture itself is full of symbolism and that symbolism, especially in in most of the Old Testament, matter of factly, we reckon, we we welcome the symbolism of the Old Testament when it comes to the tabernacle representing a uh, forecoming of of Jesus of uh, Nazareth. Uh, we forget about the other symbolism that's in the Old Testament. Some of the uh, books of the prophets, especially uh, Ezekiel, full of the symbolism. Um. And, you know, we've just been conditioned to look at things so negatively. I think that's a a major issue because we're not taught to think critically when we are confronted with imagery that is outside of the norm of our religious or social experience, you know, social uh, religious experience. Because a lot of people no longer experience religious within the constraints of a a Western faith community, and so as we recognize that, we can we can be a little more open to the idea that what the video is presenting is not the full caricature of the artist who is presenting or in the video. I think back to uh, Madonna's video for "Like a Prayer," and those of you who are old enough to remember that, <laughs> that video. Uh, she took all the religious semiology uh, of Christianity at that time and literally turned it on his head, and she made Jesus a black man. <laughs> and that, I'm telling you, that that just drove conservatives crazy. And uh, I, of course, it didn't hurt her. It it sold records, and I think this is the same thing. Shock value. Sh- Sales. Think about the shock jocks of back in the uh, back in the day. They sold, and you know that's how it is. What you know <laughs> that that even goes back to the early days of Western music. Uh, we think about you know we listen to classical music now, the music of Beethoven, Bach, and Mozart, and we forget that during those times with the exception of uh, with the exception of Bach um, 
the first Bach. Not all the other kids. He had a bunch of kids who were composers. And <laughs> um uh but J.S. Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach, with his with him being the exception, uh most of the composers whose music now we identify as bougie classical music was unacceptable in their day. Mozart especially. Mozart bent all the rules and the only reason most people liked him is because he had charisma at one and he was a child prodigy, you know. Um and we can go on and on, especially when it comes to the contemporary era music with jazz. Think about cats like Charlie Parker and uh John Coltrane, the big names that we usually associate with jazz era. Uh we we put Louis Armstrong and you know, he Louis Armstrong would represent the conservative branch of of jazz, right? And you get Dizzy, you get Charlie, you get uh, John, Miles, all those guys, and they introduce Bop, J.J. Johnson on the trombone, uh, Jerry, um, golly, what is it? he played the bass, the baritone saxophone. Um, but anyway, these guys changed music as we knew it, you know, and then even other people like Milt Jackson and, um, or, you know, uh, Lionel Hampton on they they revolutionized the, the musical form genre of of jazz, and then we move into even more modern music with R and B. <laughs> Think about oh and blues um, as blues began to modernize and get away from the Delta blues sound, become uh, <laughs> really really graphic. Act some of y'all act like y'all ain't never heard Mel Waiters, Clarence Carter. The, the, that the, that music, <laughs> the similar the symbolism in the lyrics was enough to make some people grind. You know, y'all know what I mean. Uh, and now we're 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 seeing contemporary artists be very explicit in their lyrics and in the presentation. Uh, you know, just a year ago we were doing the same kind of critique on um, WAP. That song WAP. I, <laughs> Y'all can tell I'm out of the loop. Anyway, they're doing the same kind of critique. And um, either way, uh, shock value sales. So Lil Nas X, he co-directed this video. And and you can tell he was trying to tell his story. He starts off the video with a little monologue very much personalized to help those persons who will begin to see the video and hear the song help them recognize that this is personal you know i don't blame him but he identifies this as being a way for those persons who identify with his personal uh sexual struggle those kids who identify with his personal sexual struggle he he's introducing them now the fear and i can understand the fear from parents They're like okay this, this is the same guy who just a year or two ago their kids was you know bouncing and jumping and singing nonstop that song old town road and the fear and rightly so um is that these kids would buy into that same thing but here's the difference between the two songs one old town road was very catchy 
from the youngest to the oldest. That hook had us. That hook had us. And, you know, we gladly sang whether we wanted to or not. (laughs) We gladly sang whether we wanted to or not. But this piece is different in another way. One, there is no catchy, there's no catchy um, hook, and it's very much personal. So, so when you contrast the two, you understand he's trying to come into his own. The other thing is Lil Nas X is still, uh, he's only 21, and by some standards, he's still a kid. Growing into his maturity, he's very new in the music business. He's just trying to be as expressive as he can. And we know just from looking at the lives of those long-term artists, they try to adjust as time progresses. Uh, You know, Stevie Wonder is not doing it. Well, yeah, he's still doing the same music he was doing 60 years ago, 50 years ago in the 50s. Well, it's the 60s. I'm sorry. But... He's also doing every change within the genre that he was in, managed to adapt, you know, though he didn't do any shock value. He's he never really done in shock value, except for that one video where they had him driving that car. And we all know he was blind, but he was driving a car. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So if Lil Nas X does survive the long term, you know, the generation 20 years from now are still listening to his music, still coming to his concerts, then he, you know, maybe he will have a repertoire that will be more defining of him as a musician. You know, that, that's how it is. Now, the imagery in the video, I'm, as a pastor, as a pastor, of course, I've found a lot of it offensive, but I understand, and this is why I'm telling this, the dilemma of the Gen Zers. See, I'm, I'm able to differentiate my generation from that generation. I'm able to understand that these kids now, who we label as Gen Z kids, are not the same as the uh, of my generation, other generations, they're, they're not the same. They have been literally conditioned to be a little bit more uh, accepting of the outside of the social norm. You know, so these kids have been introduced to the fact that a man can be homosexual, a woman can be bisexual or lesbian, uh, a child can have uh, same-sex parents. You know, they, they've grown up in an age where, you know, same-sex marriage is not only just legal, but becoming more normal, as well as same-sex marriage divorces. Uh, and they've grown up in an environment where people are less re- religious-affiliated and more uh, independent, spiritual, whatever they, they're choosing to call it, right? And because of all of that, they are numb to the religious incitement that a video like Lil Nas X's video depicts. 
And I, I'm going to get to the shoes in a moment because I know that's the biggest thing, the shoes, uh, the satanic shoes. But I, I, I really, really want to focus on the imagery of, of the, um, the video. Going from the beginning and, you know, this really serene, uh, really serene video, beginning of the video, it, it makes you, um, it draws you in. Whether you want it to or not, it draws you in. You know, he has the clouds and he has the Lil Nas X Montero, Welcome to Montero, and the the scenery, you know, you have um, all of this Romanesque, uh, Grecian scenery, uh, take you to the idea of the Garden of Eden, and all of this, you know, the snake, um, the tree that, um, I don't even know how to describe that tree, uh, and the snake, but, but the imagery, the colors, um, and the characters all draw you in, and he's intentionally trying to convey the essence of the inner his inner self experience. You know, just you you just just oppose the colors of the background with the colors of the characters. It's clear that this is differentiating him and explore. You know, just this bluish lavenderish purplish kind of thing means that there's there's this blending right there's this blending that he's experiencing and and of course it's probably him expressing the fact that he had this these separate emotions attractions towards you know whoever he was attracted to right that's one thing let me let me see if i can share this video, I, I, I mean, let me see if I can share it. I think I can. Uh, I'm gonna try to share. All right. Guess not. Oh yeah, there it is. Let, let me try to pull this up. And like like I said, um, uh, this this part of it I just can't really get with. It, it's it, that this this is the craziness of it. But look at the imagery and the, oh, let me pause it right here. I I tried to oh man, let me go back. Try to look up the language. Uh, well, I'm not the language, but uh, the words. This is the Greek words. Epidion ua oun. I'm sorry. Own uh hey stay doise dixa yeah that's dixa dia di kai um dixa exon exonotei that looks like a zeta but it might not uh exumatea yeah that's what it looks like with the end that do there after the theta uh Pote, poton. See, that's pi o. I know it's poton. I tried. I tried to look it up, and then you have 
uh, epsilon kappa alpha stone as a that's a um, S T O U N or S T O N. So echo stone toll. Uh, that looks like Numeo, but I'm not sure. But anyway, I didn't have time to really look it up. I, when I go back through and actually look it up, I'll have a better. But I, I noticed the, that message there. And for my other Greek scholars, because I don't have my, you know, I, I have, I'm not able to really decipher it. You know, I got to get back up my Greek chops. But anyway, the message here. Um, caught my attention in the video now I, and i really like this part um of the video you know again look at the color scheme the imagery you have this greco-roman um type of imagery going on um and all of that <laughs> i just think that part is funny but the i you know the nails but the imagery and the symbolism that's taking place here all the, you know, that's just amazing. This concept is is amazing, and I, I know a lot of folk won't won't like that. But again, I'm focusing on the imagery, the color scheme is all depicting this inner struggle. Now this part here, uh-uh, <laughs> that I, yeah. this is the crazy part. Um, okay, I'm gonna stop there and stop my screen share, but uh. I'm not going to play the rest of it. You can go watch the rest of it. And the rest of the video, he, of course, is, um, he goes down to what we guess will be hell and, you know, seduces the, the Satan character. Now, he seduces the Satan character, kills the Satan character, and then at the end of the video, takes the crown, the horns as the crown and puts it on his head and that's the end of the video. Um, it, it's really crazy the fact that they they really pressed pressed the uh, the mark. You know, they really pushed and, and pushed out there this concept knowing that it would rattle the feathers of Christians like me, <laughs> because again, you know, most most people won't try to dissect, and I, I really don't have the time to really dissect it like I want, you know. But the imagery within the video is is quite a bit. It's, some people is unnerving. Some people are saying he sold his soul to the devil. Some people are saying. He um he did all this other stuff, whatever. But that's neither here nor there when it comes to my perception of the video. Now, um, let's talk about the shoe. So, um concurrently with the release of the video, he released the this mock shoe, mock up shoe that um has the scripture of Luke ten eighteen as well as uh six 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 on there as well as supposedly 
human blood within the ink in the air bubble. Now, for the for the first I think few days people were saying this was a Nike shoe and it is a Nike shoe. But it turns out this is a replication of a Nike uh a customization of a Nike shoe produced by this company called Mischief out of uh the New York, New York City area and they've been customizing uh Nike shoes other shoes for apparently a number of years have done very well with that. And I, as a last point I've heard, Nike is, is suing them because they um, were unauthorized to alter the shoe. And they altered the shoe. And because they altered the shoe without the explicit permission of, of, um, of Nike... They are, now they are facing that lawsuit. Now, Nike is saying that this is themselves from it. And Lenaz X himself has come out and apologized for the shoe. Uh, I'm going to share the screen again, and you can hear the apology that he does. So let me... We're going to share it again. Um, Just a second here. Okay, here we go. Here's his apology for the Satan shoe. Okay, let me go back. Um, so that's his apology. And this is his official, uh, this is on his official Lil Nas X YouTube, all right? Um, but anyway, going back to, uh, first, let me, let me address the, the controversy surrounding the shoe and the, the, the Luke, the Luke, um, 1018 verse. Well, you know, to put that in context, you have to read the entire chapter, beginning with uh, Jesus sending out 70 disciples, just as he had sent out the initial 12 disciples in the beginning of the Gospels, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, Mark, Luke, and Matthew. I list Mark first because Mark is, according to uh, most biblical scholars, is the oldest of the Gospel books, and that the other uh, Luke, John, and Matthew draw from Mark, who draws from Source Q. Uh, that's how we were <laughs> taught, and that's how most New Testament scholars uh, understand books of the gospel. And, of course, Acts being a continuity of the gospel of Luke. Why is behind John? We don't know. Whoever put that together, that's how they decided to do it. But, you know, Acts... And Luke are basically complementary, and uh, Matthew is his own, and John is its own very distinct gospel also. 
Sometimes it's not even included in the synoptic gospels. But anyway, I digress. So Jesus has sent out these 70 people, and these 70 people come back to him reporting that the authority that they had given to he had given to them, they were able to actually actualize it. And uh, perhaps, and, and this is more inference and eisegesis on my part, perhaps they had initially seen what the first 12 had done and did not believe that they were capable of doing it. And yet they were. And in some cases, people uh, put these together and and say that both sets went out, uh, perhaps even at the same time. So there's some uh, uncertainty as to you know differentiating of that. But that again, that's one of the great chores of uh, New Testament scholars to, to to go through that and help us <laughs> try to understand it better. But anyway, so Jesus says that I beheld, I beheld Satan falling from heaven as as lightning, right? And um, so they actually try to uh, correlate that with the falling of Lucifer in the uh, book of Isaiah. And, and mind you, this, this is the biggest thing that most Christians mistake when it comes to the Satan character, Satan character. Lucifer in the book of Isaiah uh, 14, where it talks about him falling from heaven, you know, now, I mean, um, yeah, all of that, you know, wanted to be higher than God. is not the same character as Satan or Satan in the book of Job, where we first uh, identify him. You know, that's not the same character as the Lucifer in Isaiah which is not the same character as the Satan in the New Testament. These are separate characters, and we've kind of just combined them all and meshed them all up into one big satanic figure. And thus, the imagery that you see in um, the video with the horns, and, and that's, a, that's entirely fabricated, entirely fabricated. You can thank Dante, the... the, the uh, 15th century poet, a 16th century poet, whenever he wrote that book, Dante's Inferno, uh, whenever he wrote that long poem, that gave us the imagery of hell and Satan and all of that is completely fabricated. And he was he was using that to talk about the religious establishment of his day. And with the 666, and this is another misnomer in Christian faith because we've been taught very incorrectly taught that 666 is the number of the beast, which it is the number of the beast in Revelation, and Antichrist, and we've meshed these characters all together, and we forgot to see the allegory that's affiliated with the text. And the author, whoever the author is, he goes by the name John, uh, the Revelator, um, but it's not necessarily John, the disciple, as some of us have been taught that the person who wrote the Gospel of John is the same person who wrote the book of Revelation, and we have no um, evidence to that, really. We don't, but, you know, traditionally we've been – that's just to make it easy. That's Sunday school for us, you know. But anyway, I digress. The author in Revelation who's writing this particular imagery about 666 is writing – and um, he's writing allegorically to describe what most biblical scholars 
believed to be uh, the Emperor Nero, because when you do the, the numerology of the Greek letters, and it comes up to this, and Nero's name adds to the same thing, and that's that's probably the most popular explanation of the 666 in that scripture. Um, but that's just one of many. Yeah, there, there are several explanations that have over the last centuries, but uh, it's, became, it's become more popular recently because of um, the idea of books like Left Behind, Trilogy and all that, that popularized this this carnation of the idea of 666 and all of that. Christians, you have no reason to fear the number 666. <laughs> you know, really, you, you don't. Because as Christian believers, you've already been redeemed. So any portion of whatever tribulation, if that is to happen, you won't be a part of anyway, if you believe that. You know, you you, you won't be a part of that. At least you're not supposed to be a part of that. <laughs> and again, it gets into the broader constructs of, you know, the idea of what is this is this is all modern, and when I say modern, this is all within the last 100 to 150 years of contemporary Christian theology, particularly surrounding the end times. You know, and um, people have been leveraging on this for decades. You know, with the idea that that Christians are are bound by some some fear, you know, and that if they are not certain of their, absolute certain of their salvation, this all harm can befall them. But here's the, here's the, here's, here's the thing about, I want people to, you know, like to get any, any imagery, you know, surrounding number 666, 666, the imagery or the idea of Satan, the Satan, because again, you got to distinguish them, and um, hell or any of that is is mostly human constructed. You know, we draw from the source of scripture and we construct, it, or, or they construct it. Because most of Christians, we're not doing the construction ourselves. We're relying on source texts to tell us, and sometimes those source texts that we draw from are incorrect, and especially. You know, a lot of them have been incorrect, which is why they've had uh, plenty of people falsely predicting end-time events. You know, the rapture, the end of the world, and and we've had that happen just within the last 10 years, you know. And so, you know, when something, when the artist, especially a, a musician or anything like that, puts imagery like this before, you know, out there in 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 the air, we shouldn't get rattled about it. It doesn't affect us. It only affects us if we buy into the idea that we are capable of losing our salvation. And there are some who argue that Christians can lose their salvation, and if they're not careful, you know, they will fall away. And there's I'm not about getting into that argument about the falling away or any of that. That's neither here nor there. But my whole point is, you know. Um, when it comes to Gen X, Gen Zers, not millennials, but Gen Z. Well, I guess you can include millennials in this too, 
but for the most part, Gen Zers, their construct of faith, of social norms, so things that are socially acceptable has been completely dismantled. Uh, they they completely dismantle our construct. Let me put it that way. They completely dismantle our construct of what is socially acceptable, social norms, and things like that. And they've been taught and conditions to create condition to create their own. And so we can't. We should be surprised when young adults like Lil Nas X do this. We shouldn't be surprised. Because again, they've been conditioned to make their own world, do all of this. Um, so, what does that mean for us? I, I don't. I really don't know. Um, I do know that we've got to be less reactive. And this is the other thing. Um, Lil Nas X talked about how he felt so conflicted and. I think he brought up in around the church. I'm not necessarily certain if he was brought up in the church, but he was certainly brought up around the church. And that conditioning in the church, that conflict that he was experiencing within himself regarding his sexual orientation and all of that drove him to feel like he was, you know, shunned for feeling the way he was felt. And there are, there are many families, especially the black church community, that, do not, you know, they don't prepare their, they, they don't have the, uh, and let me not say they, because I, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm beating down on anyone. Let me speak in uh, the communal word, we, for the most part, as a black community, we're not as uh, embracing of anything outside of what we've been conditioned to be normal. We have not been uh, – we have been conditioned to chastise and shun and do it in such a way that is very, very not only hurtful but damaging, traumatic. And as a pastor in the church, I've been guilty of that because, you know, I was calling myself being a prophet and calling out folks' sins and stuff like that. And as, you know, the Lord was showing me look good, be good, and all of that. And the, the reality was, um, while the Lord may have been in, in impeding, imparting that into me to, to share, the manner it was coming across was not in love, right? And because it was not in love, there were a lot of persons I probably drove away from the church because I was trying to be the hellfire brimstone preacher, not saying that that probably is still needed today. But Without showing uh, the compassion of God, you know, the um, unconditional agape love of God. And then there's the other extreme where where we're just too welcoming and too accepting. And anything goes and people, it's like, well, I'm not going to go to hell at all. Well, you know, that, that rides on this idea of universalism. And... That's a whole different thing we'll probably talk about another time. Anyway, um, either way, we've got to do better. And I, I wasn't as um, I wasn't as focused with this argument as I wanted to be, and I, I probably a whole lot of 
uh, holes within my argument. So if you guys have comments that you want to share, um, and you probably have some counter arguments, leave the comments. I don't mind that. I welcome the dialogue. I welcome the criticism because again, um, I, I kind of threw this together. This was my first run doing this, and I try to have a sound argument. I'm not sure I had as clear of one as I usually do. But anyway, uh, let me know what you think. You, you leave a comment. Say hello. Say, hey, you sound good. You look good. This is what I like. <laughs> let me know what you're thinking here. Um, and um, if you if you want, you know, um, hit me up on my website. You can see that there. Um, Lorenzo T. Neal. I, I'm not sure um, about the number. Usually, when I do a radio show, you can call in um, if you want to. Yeah, let's see if you can call in. That's the number to call in to the radio show, 347-237-5230, if you would like to get on air. Or I could try to invite you on camera. I think I'd be able to do that. Uh, this is crazy. Like, like I said, man, I'm I'm doing this new. This is all new to me. I'm trying to step up my game. Y'all, just excuse me. Just excuse me. <laughs> but anyway, this is Dr. Rizzo host of the Zero Today Show. We are trying to empower you to knowing and impacting the world around you. We thank you for joining us on this illuminating journey. And we appreciate you. This is about liberation. This is about empowerment. This is what we are trying to to do. And uh, well, that's what we've been doing. I'm gonna be on for about another few minutes here. Uh, let's see what else we could do here. I think everything is going good. Y'all ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> Leave a thumbs up if you if you do like, you know, if you're watching it on the Zero Out Today Network, Zero Out Network on Facebook page, leave a thumbs up. If you're watching because I shared it to my personal page, leave a thumbs up. Leave a heart. Let me know that you're watching. Wherever you're watching, we appreciate you for watching. Um Yeah, I think this is it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it out. I'm gonna cut it out and call it a day. Thank you for joining me on this test run. I appreciate you so much. And if you would like to get in touch with me again, you can go to the website. Let me put that up there again. Um, LorenzoTNeal.com. There you can contact me. You can read the articles that I've written over the last uh, ten plus years. You can also um, listen to archive shows of the Zero Out Today radio show, as well as the Your Differentiated Self podcast. And um, before I do get off this, let me do some promotion. We do um, offer coaching and counseling. Uh, we have a six-week coaching and counseling program that's called Be Your Differentiated Self, where we use uh, self-differentiation to help you know yourself, your emotional intelligence, and empower you to have your 
best and greatest interpersonal relationships. And um, so if you want to learn more about that, you can uh, hit me up on email. I should put my email up there. I think I can put my email up here. Uh, and if you like to learn more about that, um, here's the email. Here's the email. Pastor Lorenzo Neal at gmail.com. That's the email if you want to get more information about the Be Your Differentiated Self uh, coaching and counseling. And that's it. Uh, we are in Holy Week. Tomorrow will be Good Friday. I do hope that those of you who are observing that will take the time to reflect on the marvelous sacrifice that Jesus of Nazareth did for us. And as we go through the week, the uh, rest of the weekend, leading up to um, Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday, however you want to acknowledge it, that you would uh, show the essence of service and love to God and to others by doing some act of kindness and love to yourself and to others. So that is all that I have, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you for thinking in our robbery to share this little time with us. And until next time, we are going to be back here. We're going to try it again. But until next time, this is Dr. Lorenzo Neal, and we are out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God have a good one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.